0: Will set you free. Headline Edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. It was too fast to be an Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those of you who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where you shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight You may have wondered who our mystery guest is. He is known by some and maybe even by many. But what he's about to share with us tonight, I don't think he has fully disclosed before. That is why we call the show Disclosure from the Inside. It has taken almost a year to get this interview done. Three other times, the interviews had to be cancelled as the guest was not allowed to proceed with this information and other reasons beyond his control. Apparently, the tide may be turning. You may have heard the term white hats, which is a group within the world's power structure that is frustrated with how this planet is turning and are doing everything they can to help humanity. You can say tonight's guest, more than a proxy is the voice of some of these white hats. As the guest and I will continue to remind you throughout the show, don't believe anything that will be disclosed. Do your own research if you can. This guest is not seeking fame or fortune, and he's not selling a book or a story. He simply wants to lift the proverbial elephant sitting on his chest. So let's listen with an open mind. Tonight's guest is Barry King. Disclosure from the inside. Barry will be with us shortly. To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, become a member. For just $7 per month, or $0.20 per day, you will get immediate access to all our inventory of shows, the Manticore Forum, and the Veritas chatroom. Don't wait. Just head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, and click on subscribe. It only takes a few seconds. Do you want to believe, like everyone else, or do you want to know? Subscribe now and take Veritas with you. I've added more videos from the 2010 International UFO Congress. I've included a quick hello with Dolores Cannon, who will be on Veritas in the next few weeks. We already have that interview scheduled and confirmed, so this is good news to the many of you who have been requesting Dolores. There's a video with Stan Romanik giving us some updates on his abductions. An interview with Ross Hensworth from the UK show called Now That's Weird. Ross interviewed me as well, and this is my video interview with him. Then I included Alejandro Rojas, the spokesperson for Open Minds Production, which is the company that has taken over the International UFO Congress. He's telling us about all their future plans. There's a video with British police detective Gary Hasseltine and former Urman Larry Warren about the Rendlesham Forest UFO incident. Larry will be on Veritas also soon. And of course, a quick chat with Richard Dolan and his views on Veritas. It is such a compliment to hear Richard state his opinion on the show. Then, Ted Lohman and Jim Nichols and their views about Disclosure, or actually their views on how Disclosure will not originate from the government. Then we have a conversation with Jordan Maxwell about his latest work and projections for 2010. David Sarita and his plans to build a fully functional flying saucer. And the last one for this week... A disclosure project witness, Captain Robert Salas, who was in charge of 10 nuclear warheads at the Malmstrom Air Force Base in 1967, when a UFO hovered over the base and shut down the missile systems. Captain Salas will also be appearing on Veritas soon. I'm uploading these videos to the forum as fast as I can, but it takes time. There are plenty more, so I will continue uploading every week, so check them out. Go to the Manticore Forum and find the thread called 2010 International UFO Congress Videos and Pictures. If you remember and haven't registered, it only takes a few seconds. Go to VeritasShow.com and click on Forum, or go directly to Manticore.com and click on the Register button. And now, get ready for Barry King's ultimate and final disclosure. Barry is a man who has gone through a lot. His life has been threatened, his health has been compromised, and even his loved ones have been the target. Barry wants to do what's right for humanity. Disclosure from the inside. The Barry King story. Can you handle the truth? If you can't, stop this audio now. If you do, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Music you hear right here on the Very Test Show is supplied by the independent artists from Jamendo.com. If you hear a song you like, go over to our homepage, VeryTestShow.com, click on the guest, look up the song, and download it. You can even buy the group's CDs in many cases right there at Jamendo.com.
2: This is Dr. Stephen Greer, and you're listening to The Veritas Show.
0: Barry King was a child with great interest in astronomy, and all things strange and unexplained. He began research and investigation work into UFOs and aliens in 1966, joining Bufora, British UFO Research Association, in 1968 he had numerous paranormal and unexplained events and experiences throughout childhood. In 1974, he was one of several witnesses to a very close-range craft and entities. In 1976, he became the victim of a full abduction. In early 1977, he joined the newly formed UFOIN, UFO Investigators Network, set up by FSR Magazine, Flying Saucer Review, and Jenny Randall's, Covering the Southeast UK alongside fellow members Andy Collins, Timothy Good, and Omar Fowler. Between 1977 and 1980, many high-profile investigations were published within the pages of FSR that he undertook. Being high-profile at the time, he found himself constantly contacted by the various media globally: TV and radio, magazines, book publishers, newspapers, and countless journals. In September of 1980, He was featured on BBC TV nationwide concerning the closing down of the world's first 24-7, 365 UFO reporting hotline, which he started in February of 1977. In the late 1970s, he ran the UFO Photo Archives in the UK and supplied the mass media with materials for books, magazines, and TV programs. His expertise within the UFO field lay in photographic and film cases, physical trace cases, and Close Encounters of All Categories. In the summer of 1978, he coordinated a stand at the annual Dagenham Town Show on the theme of scientific ufology, with backing from Columbia Pictures, with display materials from their film Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Between 1979 and early 1981, he worked as a security enforcement officer at a secure underground research and development facility in the United Kingdom whose remit included mind-control technologies, genetics, and creation of small beings used in mill labs, military abductions. Since the 1980s, he has had close working associations with intelligence agencies, UK and abroad, and the military, mostly by way of a psychological operations unit, whose part remit was crash retrieval and recovery. In 1994, he began to disclose data on the facility. The work carried out there and at other facilities, the individuals concerned, etc., by way of a series of documents released globally until 2000, when he became one of Dr. Stephen Greer's Disclosure Project Witnesses. In the 1990s, a set of video disclosures was made available for the public domain by a filmmaker, Miles Johnston. These were called the basis tapes. Further disclosures were made via forums direct for public domain use, such as UFO Casebook, project avalon and our very own veritas forum the manticore where disclosures continue to this day and directly from the united kingdom let me introduce to you mr barry king hello barry and welcome to veritas how are you
2: i'm fine thanks no thank you very much
0: glad to have you on finally barry many of us have read some of your revelations at different forums but it's Mm -hmm. not the same as hearing you Also, you have made some revelations in the past few days that I want to also discuss with you as well. But first, even though I read your extensive bio, I want you to take me back to your first experiences to to let the audience know more about you in addition to what I've already read to them. Take us back to your first experiences.
2: Well, do you mean the experiences during childhood with the program um, or when I was actually involved with the facilities? Uh, I can go right back to childhood. Okay, Take us back,
0: uh, childhood.
2: Well, let's go way, way back, okay? Um, it sure. It all, all began when I was around two years old. Um, I was rushed to hospital with double pneumonia, placed in an oxygen tent, and my chances of survival were pretty slim at that time. Uh, during the 50s, uh, pneumonia was uh, a killer disease. It's pretty bad now, but in those days... Uh, a toddler, didn't really have much chance. I um, passed away in in the hospital and the strange thing is, you know, people explain when they have um, these near-death experiences. They see themselves from uh, a high position looking back down on them. I do recall looking down at this small um, person on the hospital bed with the sheets around, the, the um, and over to one side, my parents, in a distraught state, they'd called in a priest a short while, because the, the nursing staff said there's very little chance of survival, so he was called in for last rites. I did die. I saw myself up from a position way up on the ceiling, and it was just a strange feeling. Suddenly, everything went white, and I was back on on the bed, screaming and crying. I was, I was I was you know back alive. I think a lot of people would you know they describe walk-ins. I mean I, I, you know you can describe it in all manner of ways. You, you're taken over. You're you're someone else. You're a um, being a different personality, whatever. From that moment on, perhaps the Barry King that I am now is different from the Barry King that would have been if I hadn't died that day. I can't say. But a couple of years after that, around the age of four or five, I started to be involved in what I now know was the Anvil and Oak Tree Project. It's a, a genetic survey run by the US, the UK, and Canada. Uh, they're looking for certain bloodlines and uh, looking for, in brackets, gifted individuals.
0: Can you so, repeat the name of the project again?
2: Uh, Anvil was the UK um, name for the project, and the American side was called Oak Tree. But they all formed into Oak Tree uh, later on under just the one banner. But the UK one was Anvil. Um, It really meant from childhood being um, taken regularly to hospitals, uh, clinics, various places, obviously as a young child you, you, you don't really know what they are um, loads and loads of medical tests I mean the, the number of x-rays blood tests all manner of medical procedures over, over the years m- many more than any normal child would, uh, child would go through um, we were taken to places where we were given tests physical and mental tests
1: um,
2: it's like um, your abilities that you know you had certain abilities which they were they were they were bringing forth. Um, the number of children involved was quite amazing. When I look back now, I mean, I'm looking back to childhood, and, I, I, and you think, well, there were hundreds of children at the locations I went to, and you'd see the same children time and time again at hospitals or various procedures, you'll see them line up the same faces, ready for their x-rays, ready for their blood tests and whatever, and this would go over the years, you'd see the same faces and you'd grow up, you know, they'd be your sort of like, uh, your friends your other brothers and sisters you'd get to know them and you'd discuss things. We'd be taken to certain let's call them facilities and there'd be civilians there and there'd be people in uniforms there
0: Were your parents involved? Were your parents involved in all this?
2: Well, that's that's the very odd thing. I've been asked this so many times over the years. Why did my parents allow this? Now, you've got to remember, uh, 50s, um, it was a very austere time. And I come from a military background. Now, I've, I've had to piece together a lot of this information over the years because trying to get direct answers from my parents, they'd clam up. Even... As, as recently as 99, just before my dad passed away, I asked him straight out, you know, what was that all about? And he just cried. He, he couldn't tell me. It was for my best interest, and it was the best interest of the country. He couldn't say. So we left it at that. They what was he coerced into allowing um, these things to be done to me, just like all the other hundreds of parents? They must have been in exactly the same position. They let their children be um, um, used. Well, there's no other word, is it? Used in this way. Many did come from military backgrounds. we just undergone loads and loads of so many different tests. I mean, it sounds really wacky to a lot of people when you say, well, what we did was this and what we did was that. And they were bringing out those with certain abilities. and expanding upon those children's abilities. I mean, we were doing doing some really silly things, um, reading people's minds, moving things. um, And obviously the more gifted were kept to one side and they went on to other things. And I got to thinking the other day, well, and there were so many people involved when I was there. And that was just in my area. And this was in, you know, this is based in the whole of the UK plus is America. And as Canada, and I see thousands and thousands of these individuals. They well, those that survived of course. Um, but, you know, at one stage, I mean, they, they they keep you in groups, the young the youngsters, and and they test the youngsters. You, you know, you're five, six, seven, eight. You're you're doing all the small things, and, and they they're working with you. They're progressing. They're, they're um, enhancing your abilities in various ways. And you get rewarded with sweets and candy and and, and bits and pieces. So it it wasn't all bad. I mean, as I said, as a young child in austere UK, you do something, you know, you can...
1: Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008.